sweat in my lungs. <laughs> I told you I was gonna do it. I had to do it with you to to, to <laughs> emphasize. Oh yeah. It's like like when you're tracking when you're tracking parts, you'll lay the same thing down a whole bunch of times. Oh yeah. And it makes it sound bigger. I was just trying to help out. But you were, you're harmonizing. Was, unfortunately, the the whiskey vapor <laughs> went straight into my lungs. We have two different kinds of whiskey right here. Uh, <laughs> welcome everybody to the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. I am Biker Mike. That that is Devin Kickstand Braun. And okay, of course you intro with the when you're laying down tracks. Yeah, you've been laying down tracks. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 talked about this last week. Though. I know, but I got to be there last time. And dude, that's it's really cool watching you work because you're you're bellowing. You're like you're 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 really pushing out the tunes, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm singing my balls off. I yeah. suck, but I'm really putting a lot of effort in it. <laughs> Like Deadpool says, maximum effort. Maximum effort. Not maximum quality. Nope. <laughs> maximum effort. <laughs> L- luckily, there's somebody there that just records everything and is able to like just be like, okay, that was good. That was good. That was good. We're just going to, you know, yeah. in, over, over, over the course of, of like 13 tracks, and just choose the best ones and put them together. And I'm, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's humbling. Because <laughs> I I got to see you trying different tones, different <clears throat> ranges, different like, hey, what if I tried it this way? Same basic line, but a, just a different pitch, a different, just a different feel to it. And I, I see you just searching for gold. You're like, okay, maybe something will hit that really stands out. And even looking at the words that you were saying, like you said, the word cross in it, and it, it you could just hear it's like, oh, that's a far more complicated word when you're transitioning it the way that you were, when, the way you were saying it. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, because it, it's all harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's just just it's just all harder. All harder. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, I went over and hung with, with Dusty today and he was trying to bang out more riffs for the tune. Oh yeah. And he's doing the same thing on the guitar. Exactly the same. He's like, okay, well here's the tempo. And he starts banging away, jamming, figuring out a chord progression. But like, nope, that doesn't, that doesn't work. That, nope, that doesn't work. It like just went through riff after riff after riff. I'm like, where the fuck are these things coming from? Like, it's just, it's just purely improvising based, yeah. based on, you know, a key and a, a key and a beat. Yeah. And, you know, it all sounds good. Was that me? Yeah, that's all me. Oh, speak of the devil. That is, that's Dusty right now sending me <laughs> Google Drive files. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, he, he's. He's such an awesome dude. He gave me... Okay, so I had vehicle problems. And we'll just mm-hmm. tell the people because you've already heard it. <laughs> I found out that my drive axle, my CV axle on my minivan is like fucking going. And I'm so frustrated because we just were playing. I'm like... I started stressing because I'm like, oh, didn't I just fix that last year? No, I fixed the other side. And I was like, oh, so they just both happen to go within literally one year of each other. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, it's fine. I can do it. And the guy who did it last time, he's out of town. So I couldn't ask for his help. Otherwise, I would have called him and said, hey, man, you just did the other side last year. Do you mind coming to help me out with this and, you know, show me what I'm doing wrong? And yeah. he's like, I'm out of town. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. And I had lots of friends like like Dusty who was like, I've done this on my vehicle a million times. It never goes the way you think it should. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give me like, he's like, yeah, it was a little tough, but I got pretty good at it. I'm like, okay, cool same brand so he could have come over and really shown me a thing or two it would have been great i should have just called him but i didn't because 
Because you're a man. It's, I'm a man. It's my prerogative. I'm going to work on it. And I got help from my neighbor, but he knew about as much as I did. He watched a couple of YouTube videos, and we figured, okay, this is simple. No, I mushroom the shit out of that, that pin that you're supposed to push out of the CB joint. Mm-hmm. I mushroomed it horribly, but it wasn't enough to, like, do any damage. Uh, Just and, enough to make a pain in your ass. Yeah, enough to make it hard on me. So, uh <clears throat> Yeah, I had to change out the bearing anyways, and you had to get it out. So I just smashed it out so I could free up that piece. So, working on vehicles. That's how blue collar we actually are. <laughs> we we mm-hmm. work on things. We we don't we don't pay for everyone else yeah, to do like it all the time. Yeah, like you're wearing a bandana right now from earlier today, and there's a giant dirty grease nope. smudge. No? No, that's, it's sun faded. That's all no, sun fade. Really? Yeah. I think it sat on my bike for a long time. Okay. And I gave it a wash. I, and I thought for sure that that was dirt from under your car. I'm like, I'm surprised <laughs> he's still wearing that, but okay. <laughs> no, no, it's clean. It's clean. We shower. We shower. <laughs> oh, you didn't shower, did you? Not today. <laughs> I wasn't on my back that much. Now that I think about it, I was That's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> oh... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just thinking of our kids' conversations. Today. Oh my I gosh. don't know if we should bring it up or just let it be because oh was, no, it so was so I, funny. Yeah. I you, you I, I took I took my son and your oldest out bowling today, and after the fact, we went out and and got ice cream from Dairy Queen, and so they're sitting there talking and you know talking just random nonsense like boys their age uh, do yeah, and then the they came up like what ice cream is made of. It's like milk, and. Your son was like, oh, yeah. It's like, you know, milk from the store is usually from cows. <laughs> usually. Technically <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What other what other kind of milks do you Hell, think that they sell there? Almond milk, goat milk, soy milk, <laughs> coconut milk. <laughs> he got as far as goat and then he started giggling. He's like, well, there could be people milk. And my son... You know, he's a, you know, year and a half or so younger. Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like... I th- he's like, people don't have milk. I thought, I thought kids drank formula from the store. <laughs> and then How son- privileged you are! Your son and I look at each other like, oh, do do we do we tell him? <laughs> do it's like tell me what, tell me what. <laughs> he's like, people, milk comes from people, but but where? We're, we're out of. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't. I don't want to talk about <laughs> I it anymore. Know what I know. <laughs> yeah, and then your son finally goes from boobs. From boobs. <laughs> and then my son's like, oh, that's way less worse than I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> you don't even have to understand. He'd be like, oh, it's just worse. It's less worse. <laughs> that's just that's less. There's worse. There's only than- one. There's two places I know liquids come out of. And neither of those are the places that I want to drink milk from. Exactly. So, <laughs> you was your flat spot? Yeah. I'm fine with that. He's like, I'm going to try and forget this conversation ever happened, <laughs> but this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> Much better. It's <laughs> glorious. I, uh, Gideon's getting to that age where he's starting to understand the <clears throat> that's what she, she said jokes. Okay. He's starting to get like, Dirty like, ball jokes, like you know, like I don't know, 
ball sack or gotta have balls or I don't know, just anything like that, he's starting to catch on and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's gonna start catching on to the jokes. Oh, I know I, I noticed making. that today. Like he was his his antenna was way out there for opportunities to crack to crack jokes or like oh, make a, make my son a little uncomfortable. <laughs> he is his father's son. Oh yeah, and like not not in a bad way or mischievous way or like a sh- like like oh you stupid little shit kid kind of way. No, like it was it was like legitimately fun and yeah. you know it's all in good fun. Yeah, he's not mentality. looking to tear anyone down. <clears throat> he's not looking to you know just be a shit disturber. He's just he's like how can I make people laugh? How can I be the fun guy? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's, that's kind of me. I get it. If, if you were at Johnny's wedding, me and Tyler were sitting there in our corner, giving our two cents on half of everything, and it was fucking hilarious. We we're I'm a very funny person, and I pride myself on being funny. And so, me and Tyler, oh I love. Oh. If Tyler comes up here, we gotta have him on. He might not say much, but he'd be fun. I don't even know what we'd talk about, but I just love the guy so much. <laughs> He's actually got a very interesting story. Oh, it, would, it, would, life story. it would be worth talking about. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, we got to have you on. <laughs> I don't even know if he listens to this. Probably not. Probably not. But a lot of people don't. That's I probably really... my fault. <laughs> Your fault? Probably my fault. <laughs> no, we're old. We're old compared to him. He's a kid. Super old balls. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Anyways, uh, yeah, him and I, we were just sitting there cracking jokes the whole time. And as funny as we were, we were louder than the guy who was emceeing it because we just happened to be louder. We're, <laughs> and my wife's like, you can sh- you two can shut up because it's funny. Shut but your you dirty mouths. You can't keep doing that. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> and we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, that was a fun wedding. I love that guy. I love everyone there. So... Yeah, been a hell of a week. Got sick, got better. Have you gotten sick yet? No, I haven't. Oh, good for you, man. There has been something going around. I've been, yeah. So far, fingers crossed, knock on, big old hunk of wood. Big old hunk of wood. Just a whole bunch of superstitious bullshit. Yeah, whatever you gotta (laughs) do. whatever I gotta do. Don't get sick. Yeah, Yeah. because I got sick on Wednesday. And you know why, right? Did I touch myself? Yes, at night. (laughs) Why? Also, it's also, why, why it's did also I get the reason that dinosaurs went away. But That's right. Dinosaurs went extinct because I touched myself at night. All right. Why did I get sick on well, Tuesday night? Because we haven't podcasted at all this week, and oh. that means you haven't had any natural disinfectant in your system. That's right. And I am back on her. And mm-hmm, That's right. The whiskey. Trump would be, would be very proud. The internal disinfectant just... <laughs> Could you imagine that what he that's what he meant when he said like like you just got to ingest some disinfectant that's just, what my mom always told me she always had her disinfectant just meant whiskey just whiskey <laughs> and really hard stuff <laughs> even though it would have been and I imagine he was just thinking he's like oh I'm the president I can't say that I'll just say bleach <laughs> that's much better it's much much better the the Democrats will never be able to come after me for that one. <laughs> And then it turns out there is some kind of disinfectant, and they're talking about IV, UV, UV light IVs that literally disinfect your blood as it, like, travels through your... I don't understand it. It's all voodoo, but it's a thing. Like, uh, um, Could you imagine if Trump actually drank? Wouldn't he be a fun drunk? Oh, he, man. He I doesn't drink. He doesn't. He just doesn't do it. It's not a thing. <clears throat> 
And there's no record of him doing it either. So it's not like, oh, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Otherwise, you don't think they'd run on that, him saying that he doesn't do it and him doing it? They'd, they'd have nothing but days, weeks of coverage. I say, I don't care about that. I'm just trying to imagine what the dude would be like if he was on the sauce. He's the best. <laughs> he would, he would, oh, kid, just more of who he is. He, yeah, just, his, his, just more. Yeah. More, more, more Trumpy. <laughs> more Trumpy than Trump. Super Trump. Interesting. That would be interesting. If there's anybody out there that's close to the man, slip him a Mickey. See what happens. See what happens. What what kind of iced tea did you say this was? Long 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 Island. Island? I love that place. I I love Long Island. Salt of the earth, people. Best best iced tea. Best iced tea on the planet. I I tell you what. I've I've always loved I've always loved Long Island iced tea. I've I've uh, I've grown up there. I own half the city. Love it. Love Long Island. <laughs> they say it's not even the longest island. That's what they say. That's yeah. what they tell me. I I think it's a great island. Not sure they're right. Great. We could put up a wall on it. It'll be the longest wall, longest wall on the <laughs> eastern seaboard. Longest Long Island. That's right. We'll make it even longer. <laughs> we'll call it Trump's Tip. <laughs> put a golf course on it. Just fill it up. Uh, yeah, we've never done a trumpet. <laughs> no, we haven't. We we have refrained from a lot of pol- like we've we've refrained from a lot of politics. Yeah, we don't need to. There, there's enough shit out there. There's yeah. enough people I mean, doing we, politics. We, we talked we talked about it maybe a couple times. We hit, we hit on it hard with Travis. Oh yeah, but, but yeah, that was all kind of like. There was all kind of like theory stuff, not like current events type, yeah. type politics. It wasn't hot take. It wasn't like, oh, you know where <coughs> we stand. Well, we just yeah. made fun of the guy. We're Maybe the truckers episode, first yeah. one we did. Yeah. But we, yeah, we avoid a lot of politics because I don't think it's necessary. There's enough people doing politics out there. What What are we going to add? Are you researching it all the time? Uh, you see, what we do need to do, what we need to do is start talking with an affected gospel accent and making really bold predictions. <laughs> about how conservative governments are going to retake the world and usher in a new era of peace and and Christianity and possibly even possibly even revelations who knows we'll just yeah. start making lots of prophetic utterances <laughs> making very bold claims and our numbers are going to skyrocket nice segue <laughs> Just feel like it's not tyrannical, guys. You just don't have a choice. You just don't we have a choice. We live in a theocracy now, and that's just going to be our lives. It's fine. It's a great thing. So we're going to live by this theocracy. If you don't like it, you get the fuck out. As they always said in two, two Maccabees, uh, I'm the best, and uh, Jesus really loves me. That, that is all. <laughs> he loves you too, but he loves me more. See, that's the thing. As long as everybody understands that he loves me more, we're all going to just be fine. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be so fun. <laughs> living, living in a Trump-led theocracy. Oh, it'd be so hilarious. Uh, oh, Lord. It would be, think of it. I think, really I, think about it. It'd be uh, hilarious. Yeah. It would be. It, Miss America I, I honestly don't know what would happen to the world, but it would be a hilarious way to go out. It's a great... <laughs> Go out. Go out. Because you know the world would end. You'd be like, oh, this is this is over now. Yeah. You see, oh, like... I need some knob. I need some knob. Okay. 
All right, another segue. We just bought a new bottle of whiskey because we've been nursing old stuff for a long time a now. A long time. Hey, we should And we have not got, we've not got Knob Creek in a while. Knob Creek bourbon, the, was it nine-year-old? Yeah, it's a nine. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred proof, 50% alcohol. That one is de-fucking-licious. De-fucking-licious. Yes. That's, that's a real world. That's real, a word. That's a word. <laughs> yeah. Knob is a, it's a great bourbon. It's oh, a, it's got so much, like so much sweet and spice aroma to it. Like it smells, it smells like spiced vanilla, like mixed with toffee. Yeah. And yeah. It's uh, it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. I remember I, I took it to a New Year's party a couple years back before the podcast. I, I guess it was a year before the, oh, the, the New Year's before the podcast. I went over to Buddy's place and I'm like, oh, happy New Year's. Here's some knob. And we, we start drinking it. I'm the only one actually hitting it good <coughs> enough to, you know, the other guy's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> so. Yeah. The other day somebody called me a sociopath because I asked for my coffee black. Like, what are you, a sociopath? <laughs> no, psycho, no, psychopath. Psychopath. Yeah. Psych- <laughs> what are you, a psychopath? <laughs> what are you? Wow. It's like, what are you, a socialist? You can't even handle a guy who drinks black coffee? You got to call him a socio- psychopath for having... Okay, I don't drink my coffee black. I know I'm not that hardcore, but people who but drink that's, it black, I understand. I'm not like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> but how? I mean, it's, I think to most people, it just tastes like shit. <laughs> they're actually drinking cream and sugar. That's what they're there for? Yeah. Like, they're, 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 it's like you're, cut, I need you're, the caffeine. you're cutting it with enough to make it tolerable to get that caffeine nar- kick. That just narcotic caffeine. kick. That's yeah. right. It's it's narcotic bean water and he's got to make it go down the gullet somehow. Yeah, it's like I need my bean water and I recognize that it tastes disgusting and I just need to drink. I know. And so, so somebody comes along it's like, "No, I actually really like the taste of of black of, coffee." Of black coffee and they're like, "You're fucked up." <laughs> It's like, at, at that point to them, you're Scarface. You're, you're Scar. You are Scarface. Just, you're straight up mainlining. <laughs> you're just like, like, like a pie eating contest into a big mountain of cocaine. That's, yeah. that's the equivalent of drinking black coffee to most people. <laughs> what are you, a psychopath? <laughs> why? <Boom. laughs> why? Why? Why would you say that? Why? Why would you say that? <laughs> just, just feed on it and just keep going. Maybe start acting like an actual psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab a knife, start licking it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I have a coffee problem. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Don't look at me. I Just shame drinking. <laughs> Just recognize my own failure. It's like, are you licking the beans? <laughs> Just Just sucking on coffee beans in your spare time. I get chocolate covered coffee beans just so I can get the coffee beans and not look crazy. Oh. I have a feeling we don't really want to talk about the topic tonight. We're just having way too much fun not Yeah, just not. this shit. <laughs> it's been too long. That's the thing. Like that, that is the thing. We <clears throat> we haven't tackled the subject in which we're like, oh, I'm really passionate about this. I'm like, okay, I know there's something here to talk about. Yeah. Which is really good. But at the same time, I'm like, do I actually want to talk about it? <laughs> do I want to actually... Okay, so there's this Bible story about these kids that made fun of a prophet. And do you know what happened to the prophet with the kids? A fucking she-bear came out. Eaten by a w- large woman she, bear. She, it's she-bear. She-bear. I don't know if it's a woman bear or just a she- It's a name of a bear. I don't know. Maybe they named it she-bear. Anyways, these kids made fun of a prophet, a man of God, 
and they got eaten by a bear. God called a bear. No, did, did the prophet call a bear? Anyways, bear came out, ate 31 kids. So I'm very hesitant <laughs> to give people rocks and stones to throw on this one while simultaneously being like, some stones got to get thrown. Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard an interesting take on that passage. I would love to hear it. A bit ago. Um, okay, so like we read it and we're like, oh, it's, uh, wow, it's a whole lot of, of children, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dead. But he, so the fellow that was exegeting or whatever, providing context to this thing. It's like, well, this, at, at the time that this happened, like, like Judaism or, or, you know, the Yahweh religion was not the main religion of the time. Like that was in like main ball worship time. Mm -hmm. And by order of the queen, anybody who, didn't pay alms or offer sacrifices. Was it to Asherah or, or no ball and Asherah, like kind of all in the same thing, but to this pagan deity were to be stoned, were to be, uh. yeah, like you, you were to be killed on the spot sort of thing. Okay. So when those kids, not kids, but when those people. You said children. Yeah. The Bible says children. Certain translations say children. <laughs> what it, what this, what this fella anyway saying, cause I'm not, I, I am not a, a Hebrew expert. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, this fellow was saying the word for that is not just children. It's young men, young people. Uh, it's not like there's just like roving gangs of kids going around, you know, and like, you know, causing issues for old guys. Not Manitoba. As, as much as it would be like roving groups of disciples of other teachers and bigger, you know, bigger fish in that religion. Oh, really? Yeah. And their command to him, go up, go up, bald head sort of thing was them like one chastising him and making fun of him, but also him saying, Hey, get your ass up there to where the, where the sacrifices are supposed to be made. Oh, really? Yeah. Or go kill yourself you know, or we're going to take care of you sort of thing. Yeah. And him rebuking them and saying no was was him staying fast, assuming he's going to be martyred and that bear showing up as kind of a deus ex machina, <laughs> you know, to, to take care of, of essentially the, the pagan group of, of mercs that were going to take him out for not offering sacrifices. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. So that's, don't, a, that's a take anyway. That, that is a take. And I, I don't know. I just, is it a, a, um, a post hoc under, uh, view of it is like, oh, they weren't actually children. Or there's also the idea of children of God or children of this deity or children of this, where they don't, not talking about literal children, yeah. but followers are disciples of. Yeah. Followers, Cause disciples. Uh, okay. Because yeah. like at the time, that was the main religion and it was open season on anybody worshiping Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. anybody refusing to worship Asherah or Baal. There's a lot of people that think that Christianity was the number one religion right after Jesus died. Like, it's like, oh, after Jesus died. Okay, well, this story is thousands of years before Jesus. Oh, yes. Yeah. So just not to conflate the two. Yeah, but but there's still this idea that Christians right upon the death of Jesus Christ were the number one religion. And it's like, oh, this is what we're following now. And so Christians are, you know, they're power hungry because they've always been power hungry. Well, they 
the Christianity as we know it today, or as we've known it since, oh, when did the Romans adopt it? Like 600 AD? No, no, no. It was way earlier than that. Really? Yeah, yeah. 300 or something like that? I think it was something like two or 300. Oh, that's, I feel like something that's, I feel like that's something we should. We should actually know. We should actually over. Regardless, there was a couple hundred years there where they, that, that Christianity wasn't. No, it was a minority. In fact, it was a persecuted religion. And yeah, very persecuted. You got to remember that there was a lot of Judaic and Gentiles getting together and being like, oh, we believe the same thing now. And that's not a popular thing among the uh, Christian religions or even the Gentiles or even pagan, as some people may call them. You're looking it up. Yes. So. Okay, so Constantine the Great, who was the emperor that converted and made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire, uh, lived from between 306 AD to 337. See, that's pretty quick. That is pretty quick after the death of Jesus Christ. Yeah, 300 years. That's not, it's or not a... 3 320 or whatever. That... It, it's, a, it's a pretty, I mean... It, yeah, it's a it's a pretty quick rise. Well, you got okay. There's a lot of people who say that oh, these <laughs> writings are hundreds of years old, like or you no, know, like before they actually became the Bible that we know it. Oh no, 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 no. The writings themselves happened very soon after. Yeah, yeah. All the writings that we have in the New Testament are fairly well established to happen within within kind of 20 to 20 to 60 years after Jesus died. Yeah, a lot of people, but I know of people, they try to discredit the Bible being like, oh, it's all a bunch of giant, it's a giant game of telephone. Yeah. No. No, it, no, no. It was, it was very, uh, very concentrated. They made It was a, very concentrated, very intentional. Intentional. Like there, there's a lot of stuff that's been thrown out simply because, hey, this doesn't line up. Or, hey, this is not accurate, and they try to make it as accurate as possible. Well, simultaneously, the Bible that we have, does it have conflicting verses in it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are things in it, you're like, that doesn't line up with this. Because we've been fighting about it for hundreds of years. <laughs> like, why are we just so easily saying, oh, these, these writings, they, they conflict. It would be a lot easier for the religious teachers of the time to be like, these conflict, throw one of them out. But they didn't. They were like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna keep. Well, there, both. there was, there was somebody that did do that, <clears throat> and it was roundly rejected. <laughs> so there, there was one fellow who decided that, uh, like the Gospels, nay, nay, they all need to be streamlined into one book, yeah. like his own personal theocracy. I mean, I don't know about that. Like, I think he, like, I think he was doing it in good faith. Oh yeah, I like, believe it. He's just trying to be like, okay, this needs to be. We need to get rid of any discrepancies. We need to streamline the story. We need to make sure that this is one and easy to understand, and nobody can say, but something is different there. Something's different there, and the wisdom <laughs> of the bishops and stuff like that at the time, and the laity, just everybody was like, no, no, we we need we need these four different perspectives. We need to wrestle with with that and let them speak in the way that they're meant to, to speak. Yeah. We need to let them make the points they want to make. Yeah. You know, if you streamline it all, like you can have something that I guess doesn't have anything to wrestle with, but it would be so dead, you know, of the spice, of the personality of... Yeah, you know, you'd, I think it would be so much less compelling. And I think that's... The, the word that you said before was wrestle. 
And I think that's... <coughs> sorry. I think that's something that the Bible brings that a lot of other religions may not bring as well, is this ability or opportunity to wrestle with the faith, to wrestle with the scriptures, because you can grab one scripture and, and be like, okay, but how does it stand up to this one? And, and you're able to struggle between the two, the faith and works struggle that a lot of people have. Well, like, oh, is it works? Is it faith? And I'm like, yes, it's both. <laughs> This well, is really you. simple. Why? Why is everyone? And they're like, no, but it's 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 all on faith. It's like no, no, because if you're not doing any works, you're you're useless. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, then it's works. No, because if you have no faith, then it's stupid. <laughs> and, and but they're like, no, it needs to be one or the other because there are scriptures that say it is by his faith that he was saved. And it's like, okay, cool. Then it's this. No. <laughs> so that, that's something I really do appreciate about the Bible is that it actually allows you the opportunity to struggle. Yeah. Where some religions may not give that. That's, that's hard for me to say because I haven't spent any time with their scriptures. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't sat down and been like, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's meditate on this and see what it <laughs> you know. I, like, would, I would love to have somebody of a different religion come in here uh, and... You know, that's something we really need to work on. I think we got a couple leads we can potentially go yeah. after for it. And one of them, one of them's got some uh, good whiskey suggestions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we need to. We actually need to make a priority of that. We need to get a couple people on. Well, you're done the job now, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I didn't want to do it while there was a bit of yeah. conflict okay. of interest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Client whose whose job is currently complete. <laughs> it's now open season. We can see if we want to come on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Maybe he'll bring lunch. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, I would just love to uh, to see if they have the same level of struggle and same level. Uh, but all right, so back on what we were going to talk about. Now that we got that part, yeah. prophets. The Bible has lots of prophets. And there's some big names and small names. There are names that get brought up. Uh, I would say the, I would say the Bible has prophets. I think the word lots is overstating. I don't know. There's one prophet in particular that I, I don't remember his name now that I'm like saying it. I'm like, shit, there's one. And I want to say Hezekiah. No. It's brought up multiple times in the time of Jesus. It's like, oh, you're the one that this prophet in particular talked about. Yeah, yeah. But there's so little story on that prophet. There's like nothing in the liter in, in the biblical literature anyways. There might be something in the Apocrypha that might be somewhere else, but I don't know where it is. But the Bible constantly talks about this one prophet that they talk about when it comes to Jesus. And Do you have any context for me? I am trying to think of it, and I think I'll have to, we'll have to do a follow-up after. <laughs> um Yes. So you just let a whole episode just of like, okay, we really need to correct some shit we said here. <laughs> Claire. Yes. Yeah. If you want to do a little bit of searching of the prophet in which uh, God spoken of, I will rant a little bit. Well, I mean, just saying the prophet God spoke about, that's no, the not Bible, a lot. The, of, the Bible spoke about <laughs> that no, didn't not get a whole lot, lot of, of context, but it was, it was during the time of Jesus. Oh, hmm. Nebuchadnezzar? No. <laughs> no, that was um, a pagan king. No, uh, Nehemiah, no, I want to say Nehemiah, but that's not right. Uh, anyways, there's a prophet, doesn't get a whole lot of attention, except for the fact that he's mentioned multiple times during the Gospels. Anyways, so there are a lot of prophets in the Bible, and they get a lot, uh, they get attention, they're very important, and the title of prophet 
is a very high uh, calling. It's something that when people get called to it, it, it really means something. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be right. Well, you have to be a righteous man, but you don't have to be considered a good man. Look at Jonah and the whale. Jonah, bit of a D-bag, but he was a man of God. I don't know if he was a prophet, but he was told this is going to happen if you don't go to this place. If he preached it from a soapbox, he might be considered a prophet. So, lots of prophets in the Bible. And none of them get the attention that we are giving to guys on YouTube right now. Oh, yeah. Now is a great, great time to be a prophet. Lots of windfall. Nobody's throwing rocks at your head. Yeah. Gravy. Yeah. Because, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are (sighs) scriptures in the Bible that talk about what it happens to false prophets. You speak on the beha- the name of on behalf of God, you get killed. They say killed or put to death. Uh, old terminologies that I heard for a long time was stoning. So when they were talk about prophets, they were like, "Oh, before you throw your stones, I'm going to say this thing." And it's like if they're prefixing their conversation with "before you throw stones, get your stones ready." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Lock and load, baby. Yeah, they're like, before you get your, like, really get going, let let me talk. And it's like, I don't think we should. (laughs) Because you've already defeated yourself. You've already said. Just for context, that one is Deuteronomy chapter 18. Yes, Deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, Do you want to actually read the verse so we have, like, uh, scripture? So when we talk about this, we're not talking out of our ass. Yeah, yeah, sure. This is from the EESV translation. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that is the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You not you need not be afraid of him. Yeah. So they're saying this guy's useless. You don't have to listen to him anymore. So the reason that I was thinking about this is the fact that there are a lot of people on YouTube prophesying. Making pretty bold claims, too. Bold claims. Super bold. One that I checked today, guess what? I, I learned this today. It's amazing news. Trump is going to be reinstated and the National Guard is going to be called into uh, Washington. Yeah, they're going to do that. And um, yeah. The Lord saith. The Lord, thus saith the Lord. The Lord told me this was going to happen. Lord wills it. Lord wills it. (sighs) (laughs) If you were paying attention during the election, there was a lot of people if you were paying attention to yes, the there was spiritual a, There was a ton of YouTube. charismatic Christians that were not just saying, oh, the, the election was stolen, oh, this, oh, that. They weren't just talking in temporal terms. They were saying, the Lord is going to deliver Trump from this. The Lord is going to make it happen. The like Lord we, said we, are we, Trump is going to serve a second term, not in 2024, but in 2020. They said that. They're like, he is going to be voted in 2020 for another term. Yes, very clearly, very boldly, very openly. 
Yeah. On, like plenty of YouTube videos out there, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. that people have gotten on their cameras or that they did on their channel or that they preached in big revivals. That shit was going down. Oh, yeah. It was happening. It was good as gold. You didn't have to worry and about so it. And so one needs to think, oh, man, if this was OT times, be then uh, we'd be... We would be hurling stones, and in the south, in the southern America, stones are hurled at high velocity these days. <laughs> right, <laughs> little little uh, lead pellets. Yeah, they They're very effective. Very effective, very quick, and then <sighs> sure as shit, twenty twenty happens. What happens? Nothing. Oh, I mean, it, the election goes the way the election goes, and yeah, that's it. What, what happened? You know, and you know, you could say it's like, well, it was stolen. No, you, you said, you said, you said, can, can, Donald can Trump will become president. Yeah. You didn't say the election would be stolen. You said the Lord wills and guarantees that he is going to be president. And people took you seriously. They shared it on Facebook. They shared it on social media. They said, no, this person who yeah. I trust, this prophetic person. This prophetic voice. God speak to them. God Almighty speak to them. And they said, where's your stones? Yeah. Like, honestly, like these people should not have platforms anymore. At the very least, the whole flock that bought that, you know, maybe innocently, maybe fully believing, yep. but having, having that bold prophecy not come through mm-hmm. should have been like, all right, you're done. Yep. You're out. Yeah. I did find a video of a guy. You're over. I did find a video <clears throat> of a guy who actually said, he's like, I spoke this. I was wrong. I need to re-examine my heart. I need to re-examine where that came from. Was I ill intent? Like, what was happening? And that kind of person who is immediately repentant of, I was wrong. I need to recheck my heart. Cool. You can listen to them. But now everything they say, you can be like, are you sure? (laughs) It's like, I think at that point, that fellow should just outright re-examine what he speaks in public. And I think that's what that one was doing. Yeah. But how many have we heard? But I mean, like, but you can be like, oh, sorry, guys, I repent. My bad. And next time something comes up, oh, the Lord spoke to me again. And now is the, <laughs> now is the thing. Now is the time. Yep. Like, like there's those end time guys that would predict the date oh, of yeah. the rapture. And it wouldn't come. And they'd be like, sorry, guys, my bad. I misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. And do another one that's, five years down the road or however long. That's the premises of and the Jehovah So you, you, can, you can just keep pushing your predictions. You're the goalposts. You can keep moving the goalposts saying, oh, I repent, but the Lord spoke to me this time. Yeah. Like, you know, at that point, like, w- you know, why, are, why is anybody taking you seriously now? Yeah. Because those people still do have flocks. They still have followings. So yeah. They still have people buying it. They have way more views than we do. <clears throat> they have way more followers than we do. And so if you're listening to this, you're the intelligent one. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. You are welcome. (laughs) And. I mean, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. And you're welcome (laughs) simultaneously. Because without you, there would be no, uh, well, no, that's not true. We'd still be, obviously we'd still be doing it because our numbers are so low. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, these people have a following. Why, why are you giving these people attention? Why? You are feeding into their disillusion. 
their their lack of repentance. You you should not be fueling this. You should be contacting them and saying, "Hey, man, I really <clears throat> love you. I love what you're trying to do, but you need to shut up. Mm-hmm. You need to seek out what God is actually saying, and maybe reexamine your heart. Maybe reexamine things." But no, they're like, "No, we're just going to follow him blindly, blindly." How I don't know how blind you have to be to do that. I don't know. Like, what, what is the what is the the motivating element there? Is it hope? Is it is it being just so disillusioned with how things are going and seeing somebody who's speaking your spiritual language, like using your your version of Christianese and telling you the things you want to hear, and then you're like, okay, yes, yes, somebody like, gets it. <laughs> somebody sees what's going on here. You're seeing what I'm seeing. All right, let's do, you know, let's do this. Bring on. Yeah. Like, is that what's going on? Like, it's you want to hope so. Like, is you know, like I mean, that could be that could be one of the the elements of like people speaking towards tickling ears. I think that's a big part of it. Right. It's I mean, the, like you're being told the, the, what the, you want to hear. Yeah. And the, and the tickling ear, the tickling ear people are never going to be the ones that are going to throw stones. No. You know, and they're, they're going to say, they're oh, going to be the ones that you don't understand. Yeah. And they're going to be the ones that throw tons of YouTube videos, <laughs> you know, at those people. Yeah. And yeah. now, now I want to talk about some of the signs that you might be a false prophet. One, you're saying a whole lot of nothing. Like you're not actually saying anything. You're 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 telling people what they. You are a walking horoscope. You ever listen oh, okay. to? The, yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean when I talk about horoscopes. It's like, yep. hey, today you're gonna have a great day, or you won't. <laughs> or you won't. Today, <laughs> today is going to be a struggle. Today you're going to have to work. Well, it's fucking Monday, yeah. A strange truth will reveal itself to you today. You say that to anybody in the morning, and they're going to be thinking about it. And at some point during that day, they're, they're going to have see... a, a random thought or see a packet of ketchup lying on the ground. Oh, and... there it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, and then the penny is going to drop. And they're going to make some sort of weird connection. And mm-hmm. boom. Like, it's, that is like the Texas sharpshooter fallacy, where if you take enough random shots at at the side of a barn like with a with a rifle yeah after the fact you can go and draw a big old circle and be like <laughs> look at my grouping here it's pretty tight <laughs> <laughs> around one random section that that forms a pattern yeah. that you like right yeah and so if you can speak in a texas sharpshooter type of way then there will be there will 100% be people that find meaning in it and maybe some of it, like a broken clock is right twice a day. Yep. Some of it will be right, <laughs> yep. you know, and that's not God speaking. That's not God speaking. That's, that's just the sheer aggregate of how much volume of bullshit you're throwing at the wall. Yeah. Somebody is going to be able to draw a circle near them that is relevant to them. Yep. They'd be like, look, look what God did. Yeah. And I mean, you can do that with anything you, you can literally do that with just a whole bunch of letters on the ground be like, like words you don't understand it but that's the latin over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and be like you know in the in the name of oh what do you say in the name of vishnu and then throw out a whole bunch of alpha getty on the floor <laughs> be like see vishnu's real because that says love did, <laughs> l-u-v did you ever see the um <laughs> 
the uh, the tar snake on the highway that looks like Aramaic writing. <laughs> it's all lines going upward in the middle. I've seen a few that I'm like, that looks familiar. <laughs> there was one when I was a kid. Like, uh, I lived at a town about 20 minutes. There's one on, on somebody had done where they just did a perfectly symmetrical smiley face just in the middle of the road with the tar machine. <laughs> and so if you, you know, you would never notice it cause you're going by too fast, but sometimes you would randomly catch a glimpse. You'd be like, wait, what the, f- what the frick was that? It, it wasn't until we stopped and went to look at it. We're like, yep, that is a smiley face in the middle of the road with tar snake oil. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember, okay. When I'm riding my motorcycle and I got the big Canadian flag on the back. Yeah. Sometimes I catch a glimpse of it and it's just perfect. It's slow. It's just that you just catch it. And it's like, it doesn't look like it's flapping in the wind as fast as it is, mm-hmm. but you just catch a glimpse of it and you're like, oh, that hit. Like it just, it, you kind of see it better than you normally would. So yeah, there are these moments where you just hit it just right. You're like, yeah. oh, and, you know, and, and that goes for a lot of prayer. Like I don't want, I don't want to neg- negate or poo poo prayer at all because I am like, I am trying to be a mystic. <laughs> you, yes, you are. You, you are. I, I struggle but, with the material, yeah. ma- being a materialist and you're yeah. like, I am a mystic. I am calling things out as if they were. Trying to anyway. Trying to. But at the same time, you have to, you have to have an element of healthy skepticism about empirical truth claims, right? Yep. And when it comes to a lot of prayer and stuff like that, you just have to be like, you know, I think this is just a whole lot of us getting worked up together. And we can find meaning in this. Yeah. But a lot of this is kind of bullshit. Like, you know, you have, you have to have a healthy element of that. Yeah. And I know some people will say like, well, that's not very, that's not very believing of you. Like that's. Where's your faith? You're being a doubter. Where's your faith? Et cetera, et cetera. Right there, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> doubting, I mean, doubting Thomas. You know, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, that's, that's your, your perspective. But there, you you can't wrap up, you can't wrap up all of Christianity in this like toxically positive, you know, little bow where everything's great. Everything's awesome. Everything means something. Don't nay, nay, don't question, don't doubt because it's all good. Why, why are you calling down another person's ministry? It's like, well, cause they're being really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're saying nonsense. <laughs> they're being a heretic. It's like, well, that you're not being a very good part of the body of Christ. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> I don't yeah. think you guys read a lot of the new Testament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, they, they missed a lot of Deuteronomy, which I don't, I, well, even, even, even the epistles, like the, the epistles of Paul and Peter and John and James, et cetera, et cetera. They do a lot of polemic work. Yeah. By that, I mean, they call out a lot of things. Oh, they call out the wolves. a lot of clarifying. They call out the wolves. They call out the wolves. They call out the wolves' ideas. Yep. And yeah, like sometimes they even do it by name, but most of the time it's like they're dealing with the idea, not the person. But yeah, like we wouldn't have the majority of our New Testament (laughs) if, if the apostles weren't saying, hey, that's a wrong idea and a bad behavior. I know you're part of the church, but stop it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, so it's like, not very where, loving where we... of you is a problem is yeah. that it's, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like the way that I recognize love. If you're calling out a bro, you're calling him out. Why would you do that? That'll hurt his feelings. Yeah. 
It's like, and I get like, you don't, you don't just want to like form your own idea of what is right. And then, you know, start your whole thing because everybody's wrong and I'm calling everybody out. I'm like, I'm like a new apostle, baby. Yeah. Like you don't want to be that guy either. No. You know, because where everything is wrong, but me. Cause that brings us to the second thing to look for. Doesn't line up with the Bible. If what they're saying is pulling you away from from God or pulling you away from the God of the Bible, there's a, there's a pretty good chance you're yeah. dealing with a false prophet. Yeah, or or if there's, let's say it's a gray area from the Bible, right? Yeah, you know, touches on something that it doesn't talk touch on. Yeah, you know, you can still even if you're speaking to something that the Bible is silent on or vague on in yeah. some way, you can still bring in destructive heresies. And that's where the idea of reasoning and theology and philosophy will be a lot of help. And in that way, like you need to, you need to lean on an overall corpus of thought and writings and stuff like that to help you wade through that. You can't just have one renegade being like, Hey guys, the body is nothing. We're all only spirit. Um, do whatever you want with your penis. <laughs> Whatever you want, all what, good. Ever, you could put it right here. Just, I'm just saying, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have. But to. you could put it in my hand. Yeah, or I mean, you, you could or not. <laughs> just being as vague as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or there could even be there could even be things that seem like it's said in the Bible, like something about you know asceticism where there's verses that talk about denying your flesh, whipping and beating your body, mm -hmm. you know, to submit it and denying the flesh, deny, deny, deny the flesh, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? And then you have somebody who'd be like, okay, all right, everybody, everybody needs to be a monk in the desert. You have to. Mm -hmm. That's like, like, you know, you could look at that verse and come away with that mm -hmm. in a legitimate way. And that's still destructive and heretical, Well, <laughs> right? Because there's other parts of it that... And well, you so, know, Jesus went into the wilderness, and so we all need to go into the wilderness. But we're not as good as Jesus has come yeah. back out. So we just need to live in the wilderness. Until you become perfect like Jesus, you just stay in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. It's like when people are making really bold, absolute claims of what you have to do, Yeah, it's, it's a really good idea to test and examine through scripture, reasoning, and tradition, and sometimes even science. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's... Yeah. There's a concept called the Wesleyan quadrilateral. <laughs> Say that four times fast. The Wesleyan quadrilateral. <laughs> the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Wesleyan... Nope, can't do it. Nope. Damn it. Not happening. All that, right. That was a spectacular fail. Expand on such so, a I mean, that. I mean, there was a reformer who's named Wesley. Ah. And, you know, for his church, he had this, he called it the quadrilateral. It was said there's scripture, uh, tradition, reason, and, oh, what was the last one? Experience. Oh, experience. Experience. So each one of those things needs to be considered before you accept in a belief or a practice. Not, not applied, but considered. Because that's the thing, you could take you can take tradition to a certain extent, but if tradition is wrong, it needs to be. But it, it still needs to be considered. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it needs to be considered. Words like, are okay, very important. I need, you know, like how far does that tradition go back? What is the reason it started? Like, you know, did it come in like on a, on a weird side angle, you know, yeah. it's, or, it's the cutting of the corn. Like we talked yeah. about in a previous episode. Yeah, I mean, in reason, like goes a long way in helping us figure things out, like doing the math of philosophy or, or, or theology, you know, yeah. or, or thinking about like, okay, well just basic street knowledge. Like what's some common sense here to apply? Like when it says like everybody needs to beat their flesh, it's like, is that really meaning? Like you need to like whip yourself, like self-flagellate. It's like, I, I highly doubt it. Cause I don't see, I don't see anybody else in the Bible literally whipping themselves. I no. think maybe Paul was being hyperbolic. Maybe he was you know, talking about working out. Or being there, there, there's a lot of people that say, no, you need to beat your flesh into submission of making it do what you doesn't want to do. So go to the gym. Yeah. I've heard people use that one. They're like, no, you need to go to the, you need to get yeah, a Yeah, I mean, but somebody could be like, okay, well, I don't want to kill people. Does that mean I have to kill people? Like, I mean, that, <laughs> that's a fucking stupid thing to think, right? Yeah. And like basic common sense is a really excellent use of reason in that scenario to see like, nope, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know? See, that's the common sense thing. It would be, all right, we need to beat our flesh. Well, do you mean like I got to... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like, and and like, reason would be kind of like the the least, or not reason. Uh, experience would be like the least um, in the hierarchy of those things to consider. But like, if you're if you're going to a church and you're constantly feeling like you walk in and you're like, I feel dark and angry, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah. there's something there's something really that... off, <laughs> and the, that. I bet, I bet use, it sounds like that. Yeah, like use that as a warning light to be like, okay, I need to, I need to do some, some symptom thinking and processing here. But right now, maybe it's time for me to retreat. <laughs> you yeah. know, or like you can, I've or, or, or like feeling that. the good things, right? But you don't want to use that as like your only barometer. Be like, oh, everything feels great and amazing. The Lord must be here, because oh. that's that's not a true thing either. Like no. you can you can be at a service, the music's great. You know, um, the vibe is there. The preacher's in a mode, and you're yes, you're, yes, and I mean, the and you're Lord like is here. You're into it, and you know, you're you're in that super agreeable mode. Everything feels great, you know. And he says a couple things that are slightly off. Let me touch you your know. penis. <laughs> and you're like, well, hold even, up, wait, wait. Yeah, even different. Like, even, even even I heard, I heard one one preacher, um, you know, a really a really good guy solid most of the time he's really on point yeah but he was he was starting to say stuff i'm like oh he's being a gnostic right now <laughs> just, like there there's just a red flag just went up yeah like, it's, it's, oh. a, it's just a red flag i'm like oh i know like that's that's a heresy like that's a, an actual literal heresy i love everything about everything else in the sermons going on here i feel great yeah but there's something here that i need to reject and you know that feeling could have betrayed the the reason in scripture part yeah you know it could be like oh i can i can overlook this because every everything else is right everything else is correct i i got the feeling i've got uh traditions good like all everything else is good but the theology is a little off but i can overlook that mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah so that's that's something that you need to wrestle with but you you can't just let feelings be your guide yeah because like, I mean, I heard stories of 
the church that eventually became the Jonestown cult. Like yeah. The one that went to, that went, went to, to South, South Africa, Africa and, and actually wound up doing, like, hey, doing the whole Kool-Aid the thing. The whole, the actual, the, I think they're the origin of the Kool-Aid thing. Yeah, no, like, that's that 100%. Was, they're, they're the ones They're that not it. doing the Kool-Aid thing. They are, they are the Kool-Aid thing. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I wonder if they use Kool-Aid brand or just Kool-Aid, like, like you know, esque. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It could be a but horrible I, marketing. I was I was listening to uh, an interview with survivors of that cult. Oh, really? Of the Jonestown. Yeah, of the Jonestown cult, and they were like, "No, like when I was a girl, we went we went to that church when it was when it was in America, and like my father was healed there." Yep. You know, like he went from, from barely being able to walk to running laps around a gymnasium, praising God. And like, the feeling was great. Like they were super great with, with racial, you know, with, uh, with racial reconciliation stuff. Yep. Like it, like it was it to them, it all felt like on point real revival. Yeah. Except in all that, nobody noticed the theology. Huh. So the theology and the theology of that leader was so off and twisted that it, that it pulled and spun them off into that dangerous, murderous, suicidal cult. They were all brought along for that ride based on the revival feeling yeah. they had in, in the beginning. No, and and that feeling is a hard hook that'll pull you along oh, yeah. a long way before you're like, wait, what's happening? Now imagine I'm gonna I'm gonna say imagine the lives that would have been saved if they would have started chucking stones and stopped being nice about it and be like, hey man, I love what you're doing here. I love your enthusiasm, but your theology's wrong here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be hey, like, you said some very wrong things, and this is important. And it is important. That's the thing. There could have been some great things that came out of there, but instead everyone played the nice, don't be, don't be such a, you know, just, you know, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. Yeah. Like, like yeah. People were getting healed. Literally miracles happening. Look at the fruit. Don't question the theology when things are happening. Imagine the lives and everything, like the, the change that could have happened. Yeah. If, if despite the happy feeling, fruit, spiritual, like all that stuff, you know, it, even if the, in spite of healings, if somebody had said, hey, hey, this, like, this is off on scripture, tradition, and reason. Yeah. Scripture they, being a big part of it. Yeah. They they literally would have saved dozens and dozens of families that were convinced to kill themselves and their children. Like, can you imagine? Children. Yeah. Yeah. That, <gasps> I mean, do you think those kids killed themselves? No. Somebody had no. to give them the Kool-Aid. Somebody, and they, 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 they did practice runs on that. Yes, they did practice runs on it. They but did. But somebody, somebody literally, in an act of faith, took those kids... And either fed them the Kool-Aid or put a bullet in their head or strangled them. Yeah. And then had their wife take it and then did it themselves. Fuck. Like, it, it's, it's really dark when you think about what happened in that moment because the feeling overrode the reason, tradition, and scripture. Yeah. 
miracles. Mir- oh, <laughs> right? Think of Mir- the fruit. Miracles, think miracles of and fruit, fruit are not a guide. Uh, but think of you it. Know, you know, you know what? No, no. You got to keep thinking <laughs> of the fruit. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and out of, out of the necessity of... Truth, truth is supposed to be a fruit, isn't it? No. No. Miracles, and, miracles <laughs> alone. Theology, no, you know, scriptural, being scripturally sound, <laughs> being of conviction, being accountable, being above reproach. Nope. Just look at the fruit. Yeah. And, you know, so like stuff like that, it it makes me wary. It makes me wary when I step into church and somebody comes up to me and is like, God spoke a word over my life for you. Or is there God spoke something to me I need to say over you? You are like a diamond mountain with trees on it. Think about it. <laughs> like at that point, you're like, sorry, what? No, you're going to need to elaborate. Yeah. Like that's, that's not apocalyptic. That's not prophetic. That's, that's you training yourself. That's you training yourself to want to say random esoteric things to people and they interpret it in a special way. And like, you know, you, yeah. you can get lots of feelings. Okay. You couldn't have come up with that out of nowhere. Did you really come up with a diamond mountain covered in leaves or whatever it was covered in trees? <sighs> Somebody say that to you? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I knew that you couldn't have come up with it on your own in the spot. I'm like, no, yeah, well, there, that's a little too... There was there was an event I went to where everyone was told to go into groups and there would be special people that were vetted and trained to speak prophecy over you. And your mission was to accept it, whatever they said. Oh, did you accept it? I was, at that moment in time... I was really, really reaching for anything to help me keep believing. Like that was at the front end of, that was the front end of, of my, uh, you know, I guess deconstruction. Yeah. Cause you're, we're struggling to come up with a better word. Yeah. It's, I mean, I hate, I hate the connotations with it, but it's a pretty good word for what it was at the time. Yeah. But yeah, like I was looking for anything to like, give me a reason to keep in, you yeah. know? And it's like when you get kicked around to five different people, who are give you like each some sort of random nonsense quote unquote prophecy and you're hoping something's it but you're like this can't all be it there's literally 30 people behind me in a line of each one of these people that are all going up to get some sort of prophetic word spoken yeah like like it's a machine factory line yeah like, well, that's that's how prophetic works is you just I, have I to you so. know <laughs> just have a lineup was the line straight enough maybe it wasn't straight enough <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But like at that point, oh, at that point, by a she bear. Yeah. at that point, like reason kicks in and you're like, okay, like this isn't, this isn't how I see it happening in, at all in scripture. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't make, this doesn't make sense for how it's set up. Like the, and the things oh. being said don't mean anything unless I really try to make them mean something. Like maybe it's fodder, pardon me. Maybe it's fodder for introspection. And that's fine enough on its own, except for the fact that it said, God told me to say to you. Oh, thus right? say, the thus saith yeah, the Lord. Yeah, thus, thus saith. Like, I'm, I'm getting a word. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a word over your life. Holy Spirit is speaking to me. He's saying to say to you this. Like, when that's factoryized. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're on dangerous territory here. Oh, the, very. This, this is very dangerous territory. And, you know, I think that... Uh, I think we would all be better served to not do this. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. 
And I, I think, okay, one, I think there's as much introspection in me saying, hey, you didn't come up with that on your own as there was him saying it of maybe, maybe this will mean something. But when I, when I heard it, I'm like, no, there, there's, there's some backing there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like you can, you can do better introspection by doing a couple questions in the Socratic sense. Like, hey man, what's going on in your life? Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds interesting. What do you think about that? How come you sound, how come you sound, um, really sad today. Yeah. Like and how what, you say things, you can yeah, really read right, like, a lot with body language and, and right? tone. And, and, and I think a lot of people that do quote unquote prophecy and do really good at it yeah. are probably just really good intuitively at that game right yeah. there, right? Of noticing things, feeling how they're saying and being able to respond to it. Maybe they're not doing it like super intentionally. And you can't think that if you say nothing, I give him no ammunition so he's not going to be able to come up with anything. Yeah. Your you can, silence speaks just as loud as yeah. your tone. If I would like, go oh, up and okay, be like... okay, you're looking for something bigger. Yeah. yeah, if I'd be like, they're like, hey man, how you doing? And I just say nothing. That says something, you know, yeah, if I, if I go like, up, okay, you're testing God right now. It's like, oh, well, yeah. he just spoke into it because he if told I go me up what with, I was thinking. With, with misty eyes, intuitively, just, mm -hmm. just in, in neural mirroring. I feel like you're looking for something right yeah. now. You're really searching, you're reaching, you're grasping, you're desperate. Yeah, exactly. Am I, am I getting close? <laughs> well, you know, there's something just called like uh, neuron mirroring, yep. which is like, it's an instinct, it's an, it's an impulse and a reaction where somebody you're interacting with, where when they come with, with an emotion or a style or something that's going on, you can't maybe put your finger on it, but like physiolo physiologically, you'll respond in empathy. And so you can just match where they're at and matching where they're at, where they're at, you can start to feel and think kind of how they are. Yeah. And you know, if you're sharp enough on your feet and clever enough, that would sound a lot like the Holy Spirit speaking to you, <laughs> you know, yep. or, uh, you know, it'd be like an, an overwhelming urge. Like, oh, I feel something in me that I don't know where it came from. Cause a minute ago, I didn't feel like this. And I want to say it to you because you don't, you're maybe not understanding why you're feeling that way because you're mirroring <laughs> their emotion that they're, that they approached you with. Okay. Have you, hmm, have you ever fallen victim for praying for somebody while simultaneously recognizing that you can use little tricks like that of, hey man, you're at a crossroads right now. You have a decision to make whether or not to do what you're doing now and or something else when you know you can do both. You are capable of doing both. So you're able to see, hey, you're at a crossroads. You're, 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 you're given a decision. You don't know anything about the guy, mm -hmm. but if they're asking for prayer, it's because they're at a crossroads. Oh yeah. If you, if we were to if be I, praying, if, if we were to be praying right now and you're like, Devin, you're at a crossroads. I'd be like, oh, there's like five fucking things you can be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be right. You'd be right. Oh, if I'd, I'd be 100%. And if, and if I, I'd be 500% right yeah. if you got five crossroads. Yeah. If I picked one of them and went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, you'd be like, man, he really, he really checked my he, mail there. Oh, he's reading my mail. Like, it would be one thing, like, I've had people speak words over me that shocked me with their accuracy and detail. Yes. Oh, I've, I've had some. Yeah. I have had people that, literally use word for words what I was saying. Yeah. Like, there's, there's one time somebody. I'm sorry. He was talking to you about me. 
Really? I think it was Tramp. Ooh. Where he was mentioning a pile of Kleenexes next to my bed. Sounds about right. Yeah. And like, I mean, this guy lives... 3,000 uh, kilometers. Yeah, 3,000 kilometers away. Has never been to my house. We've only met twice. You know, um, and I had no reason to tell him about my home life or anything going on that way. He just be like, I got this vision of Devin's room and of there being a, just a giant pile of Kleenexes next to his bed and being concerned about it. And was like, yeah, I was sick for like three weeks, you know, and didn't tell any or advertise that to anybody. No. Like we only, he and I only talk like once every four or five months. Yeah. But when you talk to him, you cry. Like, I'm sorry. He's one of those guys that can, he's like, guess what you're doing today? But you're crying. But for him to say that to you, you know, in a different state, a different time, I was complete. I didn't go to that event. No. Right? Like. No, you missed that one. It was in Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I had nothing to do with that. And you came back, you're like, man, Tramp said a really, really weird thing about you that, you know, like kind of like made sense to me, but I don't know how he got it. Yeah. He he read your mail. <laughs> yeah. Read my mail. So we're not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to deny or poo-poo it or just be like. No she bears. Like, like, you know, uh, what's his, what's his face? The, the evolution guy, Richard, Richard Dawkins. Dawkins yeah. Where he's just like, you know, like prayer is meaningless, you know full stop it's 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 all you know self-will and self you know it's he's he's basically saying every form of prayer is what we've just been talking about like yeah. cynically right so i'm not saying that obviously because you've had it where somebody has spoken into your life word for word what's happening without any indicator no indicators no no verbal no online nothing to give them any direction i've had it in my life too yeah. So, I mean, like in that moment, like experience is like, okay, there's something there, you know, and it's not going against any of the other things. I think, I, I think I can ride on that as something that is, is fairly legitimate. Yeah. Now, if you were to say that about me, if you were saying, yeah, Mike, I saw a, a pile of Kleenex next to your bed. I'm like... Literally or figuratively. Yeah, right? And if you say figuratively, you're like, well, it's all out the window then. <laughs> yeah. You say figuratively, I'm like, well, then it means nothing because anything can be figurative. Maybe it's masturbation clinics. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> am I am I struggling <laughs> with lust or am I sad? Would, give me give me one or the other. It's like, I just got this, I got this, uh, <laughs> this vision in my head of like a playing deck of like crusty socks. <laughs> Start straight. All right. All right. Now we're now we're halfway there. All right. Now we're on to something. How did he know I was gonna hit that number in three if, days? If you said a pile of crusty socks, I'd be like Hold up. Are they sad socks or happy socks? Oh Lord. I'm sorry. Nobody's listening. It's yeah. fine. You know, and like and then there's and then there's like prof people who are in that prophetic word mode who just speak truisms, you know, or or say things you want to hear. You know, the Lord is telling me that your God wants your business to grow. The Lord is telling me that if you do the right things, your business is going to grow. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Keep you going. Know, you know, the Lord <laughs> the Lord Lord wants me to say to everybody here that the tithing is biblical. Oh, <laughs> right. Like, Amen. I mean, at, that, brother. 
at that point it's like dude like talk about like name in vain I guess like it's no that's that's literally what it is what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain is it's to it's carry just, it lightly you are saying something thus saith the Lord yeah. when you speak on behalf of God it's supposed to mean something you know the Lord's saying to me the year that that the men in this room are are uh, are struggling are struggling with with sexual desires <laughs> oh really thanks for that tips <laughs> tips like 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 a really really solid insight we've got two dudes in a room and one of them has a wife upstairs i'm struggling as always you know it's like okay yeah our yeah okay that's yeah all right give give something more come on yeah (laughs) like when, when when you could just be like all right guys hey let's talk about sexual purity and control your thoughts like I know every I know there's a whole bunch of people in here that are struggling with it. It's just it's just science. So let's let's get rid of the awkwardness and just admit the facts and let's talk about how to deal with it. You could just say that. Yep. And that's super upfront and open and honest. Yep. Now, if you came to me and said, Hey Mike, I feel like you're struggling with money, well you look I don't have an official job and my van just broke down. Or almost broke down. And I fixed it, but it cost me six hundred dollars that I didn't un- intend on spending. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike, I feel like you're struggling with money. Yeah, fucking obviously. <laughs> if you <laughs> yes. spend any time with me, you're gonna figure that out. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna notice. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, Mike, you spent money unintentionally in the last yeah. little. Really? So, so. <sighs> no so, I mean, she bears. Yeah, no there's, there's just, there's, there's things that you can do to appear to, to have the facade and appearance of being a prophet. When really you're just talking about general things that are probably true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just really disingenuous to hey, me. Hey, Devin, I feel like you've had a bad day recently, or maybe just a less than ideal. Maybe not even a really bad day, but a, a not great day. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh man, I, uh, I worked, t- I worked too long on Wednesday. <laughs> you're reading my mail. I was really upset. <laughs> You you had an opportunity to do something and you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, every day of my, every day of my life. Thanks. <laughs> so, all you right. had the opportunity to wake up at five thirty a.m. and do and do your daily devotions, but you didn't do it. And do you feel like a right? worse or, person? Or I didn't do it. Like, oh man, he must be right in saying that I missed an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So I think we beat that dead horse of uh, vague language. Um, one of the other ones, indicator of a false prophet. If you type into www.youtube.com slash prophecy daily, I don't know, any of those prophecy, any, any, if they're putting out something every single day, it's pretty, I don't know, I find it to be a very big red flag of I, I maybe struggle. don't listen. If, if they're on YouTube, yeah. there's a pretty good chance of don't listen to this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, if they're like, this uh, prophecy has been brought to us by <laughs> BetterLife.com. Well, I mean, even, even just people trying to put out any kind of daily insights, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, man, you're really beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's there's times where I just need to outright turn off Ben Shapiro's, like, you know, Daily Wire podcast, yeah. where I'm like, oh, you're just, you're, you're beating you're, a dead horse so hard here, you or, know. Or like, you're, 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 you're scratching at content. You're yeah, like, you're, oh, you're just like, ah, there's, about not this enough, there's not enough TikToker. going on right now, right? Like just any kind of, kind of thing where you're putting out consistent 
daily content that you cannot miss, the chances are the insight is not always going to be there. The no. muse is not always on point. The thing is, he I'm quite sure he knows that. He has a quota. He has an expectation. Hey, they want daily something. I get it. Well, simultaneously, it can't all be gold. Yeah. Feel and, free to turn it off. Yeah. And again, perfectly fine. I just, I'm just saying, like, just in general, like that's a struggle. That's a, that's a problem with daily things. Oh yeah. But again, when you're saying the word, when you're invoking the term prophecy, which means you are speaking for God, you are having special knowledge about things, and God is giving you something specific and special to say for God's people. And that, that's, like, that, that is that, dangerous. That's, yeah, it's just you're in super dangerous territory. Super dangerous. The, the Bible is very clear. The Very clear. Do not carry the Lord's name in vain. Now, a lot of people think that it means saying goddamn or, uh, I, I don't know, goddamn is like yeah. the one that I say more than anything, and I don't say it that often. But, but saying God says this. In, did you know in um, Jewish, I want to say Jewish tradition, they don't actually write the word God. They'll do G apostrophe D. Well, they they won't write the actual word God yeah. because they take well, it yeah, so. Even in the, even in like when we're supposed to say Yahweh, like a lot of the traditions when they switched to English, they just went J or sorry, it's Y, Y H W H. Like yeah. that, that's the abbreviation because they won't spell Yahweh. Like it's because, something... because the severity of it, they they yeah. carry it so strongly. This means something. Mm -hmm. We do not carry it lightly. We do not write it lightly. We don't just do it in passing. If we're going to say it, we're going to say it intentionally. Yeah. And then you've got people out there saying, hey, this daily prophecy has been brought to you by the Lord Jesus Christ. And it, it means nothing. The only God-ordained YouTube <laughs> channel on the internet. Oh, and it means... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it means nothing at all. No, it, it... Yeah, it doesn't. You're you're just cheapening... You're cheapening it's so, the entire concept. It's dirt. They are, they are, they are using it to make money. They uh -huh. are making money. They are making money off you clicking off their shit. We're not making shit. You you can go ahead and click on us. We don't mind because we're not making any. We're making zero dollars off this. Well, even if we got like three thousand clicks on this episode alone, we wouldn't make anything on it. Yeah, like we're not doing this for the purpose. Yeah, if we blew up all over the place, we don't actually have an infrastructure in place to capitalize on it monetarily. No. And that right? being said, I would create one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if if the numbers were that were that good, yeah. you're like, okay, we're catching on now. Of course, you like you put it. In, you put LLC. it in place. I, I would actually set it up so that we'd actually be able to <clears> receive <throat> that money and actually start paying taxes on it, so that we could do this right and continue doing it. Yeah, and that any money we would make would go right back into this. We would get yeah. better microphones because our microphones were not that great. Yeah, but choosing to choosing to invoke the name of God in order to reach tickling ears. <laughs> And knowing, it knowing it's going to bump up our numbers and we'll be able to capitalize on it and do good things, et cetera, whatever you want to say to bullshit, justify it. That's just wrong. Yeah. You, uh, like, you I'd are, be really, you, re I'd you be are really, the equivalent really of whispering sweet nothings. Yeah. You are saying nothing at all. You are speaking and hoping that, Hey, maybe this means something to somebody somewhere. How about you just say what you're going to say? If God's going to speak, he's going to speak clear. He's going to speak in a whisper. I won't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say if he's going to speak, he's going to speak clear. Like, for instance, uh, the 
passages of the book of Daniel that are all apocalyptic visions, right? Mm. Like there's very little about that is, is clear. However, it's really rooted and detailed and it's but part, that, a part that, of, part of like a, uh, but it was, a, it, it, when it comes to Daniel, he's talking about using the gift of interpretation. He didn't give vague dreams for the fake. No, sake no, no. Of giving. He interpreted other people's dreams and, and, you know, gave and, and gave real answers for them. But that's in contrast to the other people that were giving bullshit interpretations of them. Right. Yeah. Like the king was like, okay, you're giving me your interpretation. That's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. Pass. Even though it's what I want to hear. I know that this is just gibberish. You're saying to try and tickle my ears. It wasn't until he got to somebody that was like, that like Daniel, it's like he said something and it's like, and that hit a real nerve and it was exactly opposite of what yeah. this guy wanted to well, hear. Well, I don't like this. And came true. <laughs> like, it came really, really true yes. because every one of those guys that said a false thing died. <laughs> they all got killed. Yes. Like, but like, I really did. Da Daniel was taking a real risk saying anything at all. Yes. <clears throat> but it was to prove his point. Yeah. If he had just simply said, done what everyone else said and tickled ears, it wouldn't any, there was no risk involved. No, no, there was. Every one of them died. Sorry. He put to death every one of the okay, false interpreters. Sorry, hold on. There, there was a risk, but at the same time, what is his loss? He's like, okay, I'll die. Cool, but I'm dying just going to... anyway. He's dying anyways. He's sitting in a jail cell. He's doing his time. The, when I say no risk, I'm like, he's already dead. Yeah. He's but, dead. He is dead. He's yeah. dead to the world. He's making no effect. What it, what I meant though, like the last half of of Daniel, is Daniel having a mystical experience uh, and a vision. That is. Oh yeah, yeah. With the, that the, is the, 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 uh, <laughs> It's everything but clear. Uh, so I'm yeah. not saying everything that God says is always going to be clear and to the point. Oh, that's true. Like I think that's I think that's that's a false line to put in the sand. Yeah. Although in general, like just Sorry, just uh, sweet, sweet vague nothings still mean nothing. Yeah. I, I will I will earnestly repent of my uh, lack speaking of God being unmysterious. He'll do what he does. I'm not God. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but at the same time, don't listen to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> just knocked off. I just knocked off our sound baffle from the the tray next to me. Yeah, and then the smooth yes canister. Uh, so that being said, yeah, I'm allowed to say stupid shit. I'm not a prophet. If you're listening to me as a prophet, you're an idiot. Yes. And we make no bones about it. Yeah. We're, we're blue collar guys just trying to figure stuff out and talk <laughs> about it honestly to yeah. the best of our abilities. Best of our abilities. Not, least, not speaking for God. Not, <laughs> we're not, not speaking for God. No she bears. No. Leave the she bears alone. <laughs> and that's the thing though. I've gotten caught up in those moments where you're like, the Lord's saying something to me. And I, I've, I've been that guy that's been like, okay, you know, here's what's going to happen. Oh, the Lord is going to move. In that moment, it's going to move in this place. And like, oh, like, you know, uh, you know, I made prophecies for our club to grow in certain areas in a certain time frame. How'd it go? Total bullshit. But I was so caught up in, in the spirit of that moment. The spirit of the moment. Feeling so good about speaking life. And just believing in my heart that God's going to do something that he hasn't done yet, you know, and in those things. And it was just like, it had been so much better 
if I had sat down, checked myself, be like, what is speaking here? And why is it speaking? Yeah. And mm, like. That's, it is really one of those things that you cannot know until after the fact, when you walk through it, be like, hey, what did that mean? And you can't, you can't do it in the moment. You can't. No, but you're flowing. Yeah, but yeah, but that's the problem though. Like is creating an environment where anybody and everybody can just do prophetic shit without, you know, without any weight behind it. Like it's, you're, see, that you're was, just caught up and you're just see, caught that up was in the moment. One of the biggest problems that I ever found with the club was the fact that they were allowing so much of that. There was a, a lot of opportunity for people to speak in which maybe that person shouldn't speak. Yeah. And I, I don't want to denigrate, I don't want to denigrate like them for that because that's, that's not something intrinsic to well, that. It's because you scenario. participated in it. Yeah. You were part yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. We were part of it. It was me. I was doing that. Yes. <laughs> you know? I, that's what I'm as, I didn't do it. As well, you did it. Yeah. Not as me. well as other people were, <laughs> but it's not just, it's not just that group. Not at all. No. It's that, that That's a general problem with a lot of charismatic evangelical movements. And not just not just charismatic. We know the Protestants, the Catholic, the Catholic charismatic movement went through something similar to that. I'm sure. Well, I mean, but sorry, what I mean by charismatic was like that kind of like caught up in the moment kind of mentality, yeah. attitude, and yeah. and overall outlook on how to do. Yeah, John's movement. Don't question. Just go. Well, look at well. Okay. You haven't seen it yet. Jesus Revolution did the same thing of this charismatic movement that was happening when there was points of discretion that could have been taken into account where discretion wasn't taken into account and be like, hey, is this God or is this you? Mm-hmm. Where, where it's, it happens in every organization. So if it happens within your organization, don't feel like, oh, no, we're doomed. No, it happens everywhere. It's normal. It's okay. Reevaluate, but also don't be like, yeah, this is normal, good thing, <laughs> you know, yes. like you know, like yeah. let's, you know, you, you don't want to just let that fly all the time. Like having an overall element of soberness is an important element of being part of a movement. Yeah, and so whenever you feel like somebody is like, oh, they're just they are holding back what God is doing, it's like no, take into consideration the discretion of the elders. And most yeah. of the time they are elders. There are people who have seen this kind of shit. They're like, okay, I want the best for this. But how do we do this where it's following according to scripture? And so you need to take into account people who are wiser, who are older. And it may not look the way that you think it should look. So, yeah. All right. So we said scripture, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, but if yeah. they're on YouTube, that's a huge red flag. Like anything you hear on YouTube, you should. Be... I watched a video about how to rebuild a primary on a Harley Davidson. I want to say Fat Boy, and mm-hmm. it did not go well. So, <laughs> anything you see on YouTube, you should be very hesitant. To <laughs> Take with a grain of salt. YouTube doesn't vet shit. <laughs> they don't vet shit unless you say something about COVID. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, we went this whole episode 
Without talking about COVID. <laughs> or Trump. We and started we started flagged. right out of the gate prophesying Trump's ascendancy to the throne. I mean presidency. <laughs> we didn't say it, somebody else said it. We just happened to reiterate it. Oh no no no. We said that he was gonna build a wall over Long Island. Oh yes. Which the best wall. <laughs> the best. <laughs> be huge. People will love it. All right, has to line up with scripture. More or less. Yeah. Uh, you talked about your, what was the... The Wesleyan quadrilateral. Wesleyan quadrilateral. Yes. That's so, a very good thing to take into consideration. I, I know the tradition has been thrown out the window for a long time. Yeah, but just that, that very that very filter to just apply to life, or to, to apply to elements of theology, um, faith, reason, thoughts about God, is run it through scripture, run it through tradition run it through reason, and run it through experience. I love that it brings up reason and experience. Because you can rationalize anything. We know that. <clears throat> the rational argument, you can rationalize yourself into genocide. But experience, my experience is genocide is bad. Death is bad, okay? Death is bad. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad thing. Yeah, right? Like, so, like, any one of those on its own is is a bad guy to follow. Yeah, because if you follow tradition alone, you become a religious nut who just, oh, we got to do this because it's the way it's been done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a good example of that would be the Amish. 100%, like, like all all about their specific tradition, you know. Hold on. I learned recently that the Amish have email. Well, it depends because it's they have... special there's, email. There's different, there's different orders. Like... I, I've been following this guy on YouTube talking about, you know, the Amish world. I mean, like, yeah, like there's some, there's some communities that are more open to that than others, you know, but there's others that are more and more strict, right? Like every, yeah. like they all, they all have these groups that split off from one another yeah. because, because like, oh, that guy said this or that guy's too worldly. So we're going to do this another, you know, another. So there group. are some hardcore Amish out there that would be so like, Whoa, oh I, yeah, I don't understand electricity. It's the devil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like your, your shirt like, to the point where your shirt has too many buttons. <laughs> I feel the same way. Kidding. <laughs> I feel the same. Way. You're allowed. I added one of the buttons yeah. and I still feel the same way. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's to the point where like you have too many buttons and you can't be baptized. Like, no. Yeah, like this guy. No. This guy's literally saying like he got busted riding a tricycle once when he was a kid, and the church elders found out about it and disqualified him from from baptism when he was twenty. Hold on, as a child. Yes. So you can't. Hmm. So like, there's. So that's that's. Rumspringer. Yeah. I would. I would. I would be <laughs> fucking out of there. I'm sorry. But. They don't all do Rumspringer. What? No, they don't. That's not that's not across the board. Uh, okay, yeah, I believe but, that. So, like, just as an example, that's an example of how you can eschew the other things, like experience, uh, scripture, and experience, scripture, and and uh, reason. When you when you put those off to the side and just go whole hog into your tradition. You just, when you see that to its logical end, then shit gets really funky and weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like even just adding a couple other of the elements to it yeah. would pull it back to something more reasonable. Yeah. And, and all it needs to be, is just 
a touch more reasonable. <laughs> and it's, it's a world of difference. Yeah, but then you're going to hell. So... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you have to reason about what does hell mean? What does the Bible uh, say no, about hell? No, no, you're, you're getting away from tradition again. Tradition is uh, yeah. hell is eternal right? and so their teeth. The yeah, Bible now says now so. you're seeing, you're explaining very well what the oh. problem of, of just focusing on one is. If you focus only on reason, yeah, only on reason and nothing else, you, then you don't need God. You can you can rationalize anything. Yep. You can rationalize a whole plurality of sins, or just or just wind up being a curmudgeonly old materialist like Richard Dawkins. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I'm avoiding him. <laughs> I, there's there's things that he does and says that I love, but he is not a good he is not a good religious philosopher. Because he doesn't understand. That's not his forte. The problem is he has an asymmetric view of religious understanding. Mm -hmm. He believes that he understands it better than the people that are in it understand it. So he has a bad faith view. He says, I understand what you're saying. You think you understand, but I understand it better. But on things that he's really good at, like communicating, like just communicating how the genome works or you know how how natural selection happens he's eloquent and insightful and really really good at it that's his forte okay (laughs) is is he um i'm trying to think of a better word for it but an atheistic calvinist predestination of you are genetically disposed to have these questioning so you're incapable of believing in god no no he's He's the kind of guy that says, like, no, that's a weird choice you're making. Okay. Like, so he doesn't d- believe in the genetically he, displaced. No, he's he's not, uh, he's not nearly as philosophical as, say, something like Hatton, Sam Harris is. Yeah. Like, when he's talking about science, he's talking about science. Like, yeah. I mean, every now and then he will, every now and then he can't help himself and be like, it's like, well, I mean, and this obviously makes Genesis sound really ridiculous. And in, in those moments, you're like, all right, shut the fuck up and talk about what you were talking about. Cause you were actually really onto something there. Yeah, like, he might you know, be that onto was, something, but that he was, was an unnecessary aside you just made. But when he gets back on track and flows with it, very, very good. Like just fantastic communicator of it. Okay. I find him to be a very angry individual. When I do listen to him, I'm like, uh, bitter. Maybe bitter is a better word. Yeah. I would say bitter probably works. Like when he's, when he's talking about, when he's talking about religion, like it's just, he can't, you know, there, that, that's a chip on his shoulder and it's, it's hard not to see that chip on his shoulder once you see it. Has he fallen out of the limelight? Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's, he's just like. He's old now. He's super old now. Is he? Oh yeah. I don't see him as old. Maybe yeah. because he kind of came into his prime in my adolescence. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very, very old now. No. But that would yeah, mean so I'm I mean, old. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty old. Fuck. But, you know, he had a whole, he had a whole very illustrious career in just evolutionary science before he ever started throwing his weight around in the religious philosophy, you know, arena. You know, he had, he had decades, decades of, of books and material. Cause I know that he used to compare Christians to annoying chihuahuas. <laughs> I heard him say that once. He was like, there are a bunch of annoying chihuahuas that just sit there and bark. I'm I like, so wish I, I could disagree with him. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you're you're talking about fundamentalists who yes, but maybe that's... are undereducated and too loud. I but, think that's but the biggest if problem you're, with Christianity. But that's, is that that's, it gives... that's the asymmetric insight, right? Because because he is an evolutionary biologist and scientist and communicator of those things, that put him as a target for fundamentalism, right? Yeah. As you can imagine yourself, you're a fundamentalist Christian and you're, you know, going through the whole, you know, like six day creation business. You're oh, yeah. answers in Genesis well, that's guy. That's exactly how it happens. So I don't know why you would even question it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, so you're, you're in that, you're in that world. You're that person. Yeah. And then you're pan- handing out pamphlets about it and trying to get people excited about it. And they're like, Hey, you know, Hey, I was talking about this. Ri- I, I was reading this, this book that Richard Dawkins says and, uh, or wrote, and he was making some some pretty compelling arguments for, you know, for, you know, for the fossil record or for the gene or for how genes replicate and how, you know, it, you know, is, is actually a foreseeable and viable way for, for evolution to work. And as a fundamentalist, you're unloaded with that and you're like, oh dang, this is a real, this is a real threat. Suddenly all the eyes of Sauron <laughs> are now on Dawkins and he spends the next 10 years of his life arguing for, you know, arguing against that rather than doing the work that he wants to do. Can you imagine like, can you imagine when, when you want to talk, you know, when you want to advance your research, but you, but all of your public engagements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, have nothing to do with what you actually want to do and are solely arguing with fundamental Christians that show up to every one of your things to protest or argue, et cetera, right? Yeah. At that point, you're going to have a chip on your shoulder. Like, it's literally affecting your career, <laughs> you know? It's... Okay. So, I mean, and that's your... 95% of your exposure to Christians is them yapping outside, you know, outside your uh, event. Uh, outside of their purview, too. Instead of actually taking into consideration what you're actually saying. Yeah. You know, and, and okay, that... do you think that Christians really burned a bridge when with the opportunity to actually talk about like is they it, who had the bad faith view first, him or them? Because given the opportunity, maybe the uh, a well placed Christian to actually go in there and say, "Hey, man, I disagree with you in a few areas," and actually. Give him that opportunity, but he just that, got nothing that's, but bad. That's something, that's something that exists now, right? Like, like that kind of good faith argument and legitimate debate and nuance kind of discussion that is friendly and cordial. I guess, is yeah, very, that's, that's kinda, that is, that's that's that is very common now. You know, within the last 10 years, that has boomed into something that I think as Christians we can be proud of, even amongst the people that think things that, that maybe you and I did, don't. Yeah. That wasn't the case in the 80s and 90s. That's true. Like, even the heavy hitters were coming in just a very bad faith kind of argument. And Like, even even now, between Protestants and Catholics, the debates now are wonderful. Well-constructed, good faith, friendly, while at the same time being very intellectually vigorous... Mm-hmm. In the 80s and 90s, it's like you, you listen to a debate from 1987 between a Protestant and a Catholic. It is awful. Well, it, look at it, the, it is so hard to get through. Well, the arguments at, are the same, but the attitude is brutal. The Ireland 
Ireland itself, the IRA and everything that's going on with the Catholic, the Catholic and Protestant fights that are happening there, it's not a joke. It's not to be taken lightly. People are literally dying, being dragged out of their beds and killed. I would, you know, if that if that's what was rooting <laughs> that the bad faith arguments like of debates in the eighties, I'd ex- I'd accept it. It's just simply really bad thought, <laughs> really bad thought patterns, really bad reasoning, mm-hmm. and really looking down your nose at the person across the pulpit from you or across the stage from you. Like it's it's just Christians have been. We've only recently started debating well in the modern era. Like in previous areas, we've had wonderful, it, it, or, we've had wonderful, wonderful, we've had wonderful orders, wonderful debaters, wonderful thinkers, Theus Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, Chesterton, like great speakers and thinkers who were able to engage in topics in, in good faith ways. And then for whatever reason... <laughs> You know, as it's pure puritanical state. Yeah, yeah. What it well, for whatever reason, since since the the maybe the sixties and seventies through the eighties, it's like we they just lost the plot, and we're only recently coming back to being good at having discussions. I think it has something to do with the puritanical state of the Western civilization when it came to the war on drugs. The us versus them, the tribalism that went along with that, where they're saying yeah, kind hey, of that, that Reagan mentality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where I, I th- yeah, it probably had that probably had a lot to do with it. it was just the, cult, the cultural attitude in general. Instead was of not instead of taking a nuanced view of yeah. things, of hey, we can agree to disagree. But I don't think the left has much ground to stand on when it comes to the sway that. Uh, no, nobody does. Nobody's no. got a good leg to stand on. <laughs> We're, we're, we're only getting to a point now again where we're like, okay, yeah, we can actually have a good good talk. Do you think it's going to go static again and then explode? Because that's what happens when things become very stagnant. There's like, okay, now there needs to be a great disruptor that actually pushes us one direction or the other to... Because right now it's getting very good at people having conversations. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the podcast culture, mm-hmm. with having long foreign common conversations, uh, just be an overall part of people's conception of how to interact in an official way. Yeah. This, this probably changed things a lot. Yeah. Oh, huge. And I, oh, I'll say it. If you make an effort to shut down conversation in the podcast realm on one way or the other both directions left or right if you try to suppress this it's not going to do good for society are you making a prophetic statement about this no (laughs) observational (laughs) view it's amazing how the two can sound the same it is but i'm saying if somebody from the right says Uh, nobody is left on the left is allowed to speak Things are going to go bad. If anyone on the left says, nobody on the right is allowed to say, Joe Rogan, he's on the right. He doesn't know it yet. He's on the right. (laughs) If he's not allowed to speak and ask questions and have conversation with people, things are going to go bad. Yeah, just in in general for society, if you shut down the ability to have civil conversations, yeah, it's going to go bad. It's it's a good thing. I'm I'm glad that's part of our... I'm glad that's part of a uh, part of our culture again. I'm so happy. It's it's um I know the, there's certain parts of life that's kind of suck right now economically, but intellectually, <sighs> damn, it's a good time right. to be alive. It is. 
intellectually, we are in a hive mind of hyper-connected people that are able to share ideas. And people are listening. People are listening now. Not to us, but others. People like Jordan Peterson, Jordan like people like Joe Rogan, people like Ben Shapiro, people uh, like Sam Harris. People are listening and be like, hey, I can challenge my preconceived ideas of what I think society is or what I think these people think and actually hear them for what they have to say. And I can test it. I can listen to what other people have to say, but I can also listen to them. And it costs me nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it literally costs nothing. You, if you have a smartphone, if you're listening to this, guess what? Nope. Sorry. No. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Not even that. If you have the internet, you have the opportunity to listen to the other side and actually listen to them directly. You don't have to listen to somebody else saying what they're saying. If you want to know what they're saying, listen to them directly. You can just you can be like, okay, I don't have time to listen to every single thing, so I'll listen to them. If it sounds too crazy, okay, listen to them directly. And if they're actually saying what they're other people are saying they're saying maybe it's a little more complicated maybe you need to break it down maybe you need somebody to interpret it for you mm-hmm. but you can listen to them directly if you have an internet connection you can do that yeah precisely it's it's glorious it's wonderful it's wonderful it's great you know and uh don't suppress it do <laughs> yeah don't suppress it don't suppress conversation but nobody do do suppress the urge to assume you're speaking for god <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> If, if you have an inkling to say, thus saith the Lord, or, <laughs> or God told me to tell you, I'm, I'm trying not to swear as much, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> really take into consideration, is this God or me flowing? Is this the, the spirit of the moment? Really, really think of that. I, I think people need to be more cautious when they say, some God is saying this. Yeah. And people aren't. And and we need to start unfollowing. We need to start listening. Stop listening to them and start abandoning these people and be like, nope, you, you lied on behalf of God. You misspoke for God. Stop listening to them immediately. Call them out and be like, nope, that's it. Yeah, just move on. Move on to somebody that's just being more honest. <sighs> yeah. All right, I think we beat that horse enough. Should we call it a night? Yeah, I think so. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Have a good night. God bless. Music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is the guitarist, the producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from Kirk the Riffer Wells. <laughs>